Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21-year-long crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible. We'll include excerpts from his spoken ministry, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in the Bible. We hope that through these studies, you'll be brought into a deeper enjoyment of the Scriptures and of our dear and precious Lord Jesus. You can contact us by sending email to radio at lsm.org or reach us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. Now, let's join today's program. There are two basic ministries that characterize both the Old and New Testament, the ministry of the priesthood and the ministry of the kingship. It's interesting that in Matthew chapter 3, we see two representatives of these two basic ministries together as the age is changing. Stay with us for our life study today from the Gospel of Matthew. And Brother Dick Taylor has joined us again. Dick, we have a very interesting program today dealing with John the Baptist. And I think we're going to see him in a slightly different light, maybe a little more meaningful light than he has typically studied. I would say so, Chris. Here we see him as the recommender of the King of Kings, the King of the Kingdom, and that is Jesus Christ himself. His ministry, as we see in this message, terminates everything old and just ushers in the king with the kingdom. Well, we're coming to the first part of Matthew chapter 3 today, Dick, and the appearance of the ministry of John the Baptist. This chapter is very interesting because, in a, I think in a very real sense, the whole age is changing. Some would say the dispensation is changing. Uh, and this is a pivot point in God's economy, in his divine revelation. Right. And we see these two ministries, John the Baptist and the Lord Jesus Christ, together in this chapter for the first time. How was John the Baptist significant, Dick, in turning or changing the age? Quite interesting, Chris, that uh, John the Baptist's heritage is one out of the tribe of Levi, which was the tribe of the priesthood. And... Uh, John the Baptist was somebody who ended the Old Testament economy, which was of the law. The law was lifeless, helpless, could cause no one to really experience the king, but only be exposed by the king. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but this marvelous uh, ministry of John the Baptist also introduced the king of kings and ushered people to the king and allowed the king to be brought to the people. John the Baptist's ministry, therefore, something that terminated the Old Testament economy and ushered in the New Testament economy, which is an economy of grace. And grace is just God in Christ coming to us to be our life and our everything, even coming into us to be our inside king. Mm. So John the Baptist terminated that Old Testament priesthood and brought us into the New Testament priesthood, which is a priesthood full of the experience of Christ, full of the king of the kingdom of the heavens, who wants to come into us as life and everything and be the inside king within us. We need to repent for the kingdom. Dick, the ministry of John the Baptist is so much more than just an interesting story of this kind of wild character. 
uh, that's recorded in the Gospels, this one in camel hair and eating crickets and all kinds of things. Uh, This is really a vital, critical, significant point in God's New Testament uh, revelation, isn't it? It sure is. Well, let's join Witness Lee with the first portion of our life study today. In the whole Bible, there are only two basic ministries that constitute the kingdom of God. And these two ministries are, firstly, the priesthood, then the kingship. In the Old Testament, the uh, priesthood was with the tribe of Levi. John the Baptist was just a descendant of Levi. He is the consummation of the priesthood of the Old Testament. Then Jesus is the consummation of the Old Testament kingship. The kingship in the Old Testament was in the tribe of Judah. And Jesus came to be a descendant of Judah as the consummation of the kingship. So you can see these two persons, John the Baptist and Jesus Christ, they, on the one hand, terminated the old priesthood and kingship. They also germinated the uh, New Testament priesthood and kingship. When the priesthood brings people to God, the kingship brings God to men. Then there is the heavenly reigning, the heavenly ruling. That is the kingdom. And this kingdom is just today's proper church life. And this church life will continue till the millennium comes. Then in the millennial kingdom, there will be the priesthood and the kingship. The overcomers will be there, on the one hand, the priests, and on the other hand, the kings. So in the millennial kingdom, the priesthood and the kingship will be even stronger to maintain God's kingdom on this earth that the king may have the people and all the people may gain the king. This is the millennium. Then after the millennium, there will be no more need of the priesthood. What will be left for eternity will be only the kingship. Because in the new heaven and new earth, with the new Jerusalem, Everyone was in the presence of God. So there's no need any longer the priesthood to bring people to God because by that time, God will be with men. God's presence eliminates the priesthood by that time. But the kingship will be still there reigning over the surrounding nations. Well, this is just a summary of the whole Bible in the light of the priesthood and the kingship. Dick, I would say this was a very good summary of the two 
primary ministries of the whole Bible, the kingship and the priesthood. And also he touched uh, their role in the coming age and even beyond into the New Jerusalem. There was one thing he said particularly that struck me, Dick, and that is when he said that the priesthood brings man to God and the kingship brings God to man, resulting in the heavenly ruling the kingdom. Let's explore this phrase a little bit. It's tremendous. It is, uh, because John the Baptist said, repent for the kingdom of the heavens. His whole burden was that man's heart would be turned, his back to the world and his face toward God, right. and that he would open his being for God to come into him. So when man is brought to God and God is brought to man, we see with Jesus Christ, God being brought to man. John the Baptist is man being brought to God by repentance. But Jesus Christ is the very God who became a man to bring God to man. This is how the kingdom of the heavens is actually established practically on this earth. And I like the fact, Chris, that wherever you have a genuine bringing of people to God and an enjoyment of God being brought to man, There you have the heavenly reign, the heavenly rule, the heavenly kingdom. There's the kingdom of the heavens in practicality. And as our brother mentioned in this message, that's the church life today. The church life today is not just some organization, some system, but it's a group of people in every city who love the Lord and are constantly being brought to God by repenting, and constantly enjoying God being brought to them Mm -hmm. by their enjoyment of Jesus Christ. When we repent, we're brought to him. And when we open our being, he himself, as the very God, dispenses himself into us to make us one with him, thus establishing his kingship within us. So we need these two ministries. Repent, that means open to the Lord. And then we have the ministry of Jesus Christ bringing God himself into our very being to establish his kingdom within us. Now we see the kingdom practically is where this is happening with a group of people. And isn't it true, Chris, that in our daily life, anytime we really turn our heart to the Lord, we repent from so many things Mm -hmm. that are distracting us, Mm -hmm. what happens? We also enjoy God coming to us to be our life our life supply, and our enjoyment and our everything, and we realize, wow, the kingdom is here because I'm enjoying the king right now. Dick, actually, every believer has the experience of the effect of these two ministries even at the moment that we receive the Lord. There's the opening represented by the ministry of John. Absolutely. And then the filling, which is the bringing of God into man through, of course, Jesus Christ. Our problem is, I guess, if we just are satisfied to have had that experience once, really, we need this every day, several times throughout each day, don't we? All the time. That's right. And any time there's a group of people enjoying these two aspects, the kingdom is there. Well, Dick, let's read chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, the message of John the Baptist. Now in those days, John the Baptist appeared, preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of the heavens has drawn near. Let's look at the message, Dick. Here's Witness Lee. We need uh, a message on the message given by John. What was the message of this recommender. His message is short. 
but it's very crucial and all-inclusive. The first word is repent. Before we were saved, we were under the direction of our fallen mentality. So we were there far away from God. We were there under direction just opposite to God's will. We were there under the fallen mentality, going astray far, far away from God. Well, we were going that way. One day, the gospel came to tell us to repent. It means what? It means to uh, tell us to have a turn. A turn, firstly, in our thinking. Firstly, in our human philosophy. Firstly, the logics of our human life. And this turn is a kind of conversion. We turn our back to our past. But we turn our face to God. This is the change of our mind. Then, the second crucial word is the kingdom. Repent for the kingdom. The kingdom is a kind of ruling. It can reign. You know, before we got saved, we were under no ruling. No ruling. No reigning. But when the gospel came, we turned. We turned from a situation of no ruling to a situation full of ruling. Now we are where? We are in the kingdom. We have a king. We all are under a king. Then the third word is heavens. Repent for the kingdom of the heavens. The heavens is a kind of a Hebrew idiom. It doesn't mean something plural. It only means the highest heaven. The Bible says this is the third heaven. In the third heaven, God exercises his authority over all the things created by him. This is the kingdom of the heavens. This heavenly ruling, this heavenly reigning has to come down to this earth to be a kind of authority over this earth. This is the kingdom of the heavens. Dick, it's incredible how uh, our brother could take something so seemingly simple and show us something uh, so deep and weighty and profound. That's really the case with this uh, short message of John the Baptist, repent for the kingdom of the heavens is has drawn near. It really is. I mean, like he said, it's short but all-inclusive. All-inclusive. Talk about these three words, Dick. Really, the message boils down to these three key words, repent, kingdom, and heavens. These are wonderful words. Repent, as he mentioned, means turning our heart to the Lord. I, I love this point about turn our back to the world. Right. And turn our back to all our godless living, but turn our face to God. Repent means turning. 
and especially in our thinking, uh, even in our logic and in our philosophy. Right. For example, for many years, uh, somebody mentioned the word church to me. I would think of a material building on a corner. But after I saw the truth, I realized the church is the body of Christ. A material building on a corner will burn. It's not eternal. But the church is really just Christ in his body, with his body. And so, wow, when I saw that, I had to repent from that old concept. The church is not some lifeless material building. The church is Christ living in his believers. I had to repent. So we need a change in our thought and our logic. The kingdom, meanwhile, uh, means God's rule and God's reign. And uh, when we repented and turned our back on our lawless, godless living— and faced the living God and opened our heart to him, then we went from a situation of no ruling at all to a situation of much ruling. And usually when we hear the word rule, it's not that wonderful. We usually think, oh, no, (laughs) I'm going to be ruled. Terrible. But actually, it's wonderful because it says in Colossians, we were delivered out of the authority of darkness and transferred into the kingdom of the Son of his love. This is a sweet ruling. In fact, this ruling will cause you to be constituted with Christ himself as the heavenly king. Amen. What a deal this is. Yeah. So the more he rules, the more you become just like him. And then the, uh, the word heavens indicates that it's the highest ruling, not only uh, in the air, above the air, Where God is, God himself is the authority in this kingdom. It's the highest rule. And also the kingdom of the heavens indicates that this is God himself ruling, and we realize God's desire is that this ruling of himself in his kingdom would be brought to the earth. So we repent, uh, repenting of our thought and logic and philosophy, opening our heart to him. And we enjoy his coming in as the king to minister himself, and to rule in us in such a sweet, wonderful way. And what ruling is this? This is the highest ruling in the universe because it's the kingdom of what? Of the heavens. So this doesn't mean merely a place. It means it's the highest authority. Hallelujah for repenting for the kingdom of the heavens. Well, Dick, Matthew 3 goes on to say, For this is he who was spoken of through Isaiah the prophet, saying, A voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his paths. Let's go back to Witness Lee, Dick. How to bring people into the kingdom. John the Baptist, as a genuine priest, he was filled with the Holy Spirit from the babyhood to the year of 30. All those 30 years, he was a person all the time immersed in the Holy Spirit. He was immersed. He was flooded. He was saturated with the Holy Spirit. That was the reason that he was so bold to... uh, take standing against the uh, current. <laughs> we all know it's not a small thing. How could John the Baptist as a single person be that bold? 
to take a standing against the whole Judaic religion and against the Greek and Roman culture. Because for 30 years, he was what? He was immersed. He was soaked in the Holy Spirit. He was a person thoroughly soaked with the Holy Spirit. So when he came out, he came out in the spirit and power. Yes, apparently he wore the camel hair. That's right. But that was just an outward sign that he has repudiated all things. But there was the reality within him. The reality was not only just the presence of God, but also the Spirit of God. He was soaked, not only immersed, but soaked and saturated with the Holy Spirit. So he turned many children of Israel to Jehovah their God. Even many priests, they were the ones serving God in the temple, burning the incense and so forth, but even they needed a turn. (sighs) I like this. It says what? It says, he prepared the way. And he straight the paths. What does this mean? This all together means He dealt with our mind. John's ministry dealt with our mind, dealt with our heart. So many repented. They all got their way paved. And they all got their path straightened. Then the king came in. This is the real repentance. The real repentance is just to prepare the way for the Lord as the King to come in. Well, Dick, this one, John the Baptist, was something. He soaked, right? He was saturated. Saturated uh, with the Spirit, bold, uh, repudiating religion, repudiating all the old things. You have to be soaked to, to speak as boldly as he did. But yet everything that he did could essentially be categorized into these two things, preparing the way of the Lord and straightening the path for the Lord. How do these apply to us, Dick? Prepare the way of the Lord, I like, is to pave the way. You know, a good road is a paved road. The best road's a paved road. So to prepare the way, we need to be those who repent. This is always to prepare the way of the Lord. That's to pave the way for the Lord so that he could come as the king with the kingdom to establish his kingship within us for his testimony. And then uh, to make his way straight. Every part of our heart needs to be straightened. I tell you, by the fall of man, every one of us is crooked and rough and curved in every part of our inner being. So we need our rough thoughts straightened. We need our hilly up and down emotions straightened. And we need our curved will straightened. May he straighten the path all the way till he comes. 
I will say amen to that. Thanks, Brother Dick. You're welcome, Brother Chris. Uh, we better run quick here as our time is very short. I'll point out that these life study messages are bound into individual volumes. So contact us about getting this material or other things that we offer. Our toll-free number is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Our mailing address is Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814 and our email address is radio at lsm.org please contact us today we very much appreciate hearing from you it's a real treat for us for dick taylor today i'm chris wild and thank you very much for listening Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. If you'd like to read the works of Witness Lee and Watchman Nee, just visit our website, ministrybooks.org. From there, you'll find over 600 complete titles available to read online free of charge. Witness Lee's ministry stood squarely on the shoulders of his mentor and co-worker, Watchman Nee as well as those of countless ministers of the New Testament throughout the ages. The riches contained in his life study of the Bible represent the top, the cream of his 70-plus years of ministry and range in topic from lessons for new believers to commentary and exposition on passages from every book of the Bible. But they all contain practical and deeper truths about the Christian life. Again, this wonderful online resource is available to you free of charge at ministrybooks.org. If you have questions or comments about this ministry or the program you heard today, email us, radio at lsm.org, or call us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Thanks for listening today.